1: Support Wrestle Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring, and a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello, and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Molly Davis, and I'm joined By Luke Owen. Hello, Swath Nation, and a
2: hello to you, Oliver Davis. How was your weekend?
1: It was good. Did stuff. I ran. I ran the fastest. No, no, that's a lie. I ran the furthest. (laughs) Yeah. I've ever run with my new trainers. There Mm -hmm. are a lot of caveats to these. I'm taking (laughs) the wins. I'm taking like my first ever's where I can. Yeah, totally. Uh, Yeah, I ran twelve kilometres. The next stage this weekend is to run fifteen kilometres, which means. I need to eat halfway through running, wow, yeah, so I'm gonna have have you seen these they're gels, no, they're like little gels like space astronaut food, and I'm gonna eat one while running, yeah, halfway through the run. That does
2: not sound good for one's indigestion.
1: no well, we'll see i'm i'm quite I'm getting quite nervous now mm-hmm. about if I need to do a little. Poo Little poo Yeah Little poo in the marathon <laughs> Do you remember when Paula Radcliffe famously She had a wee She No, she, I think she had a full on poo Did she have a poo? She squatted at the side of the, oh, the I track. remember the wee But maybe mm. I'm not thinking of Paula Ra- Maybe I'm thinking of
2: someone else Maybe Who I'm Who was wrong. the other famous runner? Female runner
1: Not, not um, Sally Gunnell I have no idea
2: Sally Gunnell, by the way, is also a golf term uh, it's where you hit a ball, but it doesn't really go where you want it to, and it just sort of keeps sort of skidding in the, the direction you don't really want it to go. It's called an ugly runner or a Sally Ah. which is very
3: unfair. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, so that that was my weekend. Uh, that, how was yours? Well, I've got a wrestle
2: talk get better for you. Ooh, Quick update. From you. Uh, so this is from me. <laughs> Because I went for my first run since September. Hey, hey. so uh,
1: consistently inconsistent. <laughs>
2: that's the way I like to do it. I thought to myself, it's the start of a new year. Mm. It's a Saturday. My sister-in-law and her boyfriend are going. We have said we're going to go out for breakfast afterwards. That's more than what. That's more really what's driving. Me. Yeah. And uh, so I got up on a Saturday morning. My wife said to me, "I was like, do you feel good? Do you feel like you're going to achieve something?" I was like. I'm doing this because I have to. This is not fun for me. I'm not doing this because I feel like I'm achieving something. I'm not doing this because I get any fulfillment out of it. I don't want to die
1: early, so I'm doing this. You told me there would be fried food at the end of the run. Oh, I wouldn't have fried So time, I'm buddy. coming out with
2: it. I had a delicious uh, breakfast at a, a local cafe in my hometown, and it was excellent. And
1: none of it was fried?
2: Uh, No. was anything no no none of it was right Um, so if a bit of a recap so back in September I this is so Park Run is a 5k run as many of you uh, or regular listeners will know I've never run 5k before so if I had a goal which I don't but if I had a goal it would be I'd like to be able to run 5k without stopping to walk and if I could do that more than once a that's pretty good going right
1: that's a good first goal sure well, but if I've achieved that goal, then I can just... You can, can make a new one a little bit further along the fitness fitness scale.
2: Well, you know, let, let's, let's literally okay. run before... Well, let's crawl before we can run, mm. or whatever that phrase is. That, I'm sure that's the phrase. I'm, I'm, I'm 95% yeah. sure that's it. So, uh, yeah, my first run, I did a 5K in 35 minutes and 19 seconds, which did have a... a a bit of walking in there because running 5k is
1: long, which I famously was unimpressed. You were so with. down on you
2: said I it. You just... said it. your exact words were, "That is the worst time I've ever heard for a 5k. That's rubbish. You should be ashamed of yourself."
1: It's not the worst time because you know the, there were sort of morbidly obese people running the marathon, running the the run, the 5k. Thing there were I children did overtaking you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that and they they did it in like an hour. I think there's an hour and a half cutoff point. I
2: did do a Google yesterday because uh, I've now I've now created a table. Mm-hmm. I think if I create a table in Excel, that might make me do it more because yep. I get to update a table, and that's that always feels but, nicer. Does feel nice, yeah. Um, and I, I googled what like the average time is for a, a man of my age to be able to do a 5K. It said 15 minutes. And
1: uh, no, I- no, no, that's wrong. Is it? Yeah, that's elite runner. That, I as I'm sure fast people have. A really, really, really good time. Like, top runners in the country will run, like, 18, 17 minutes. I I
2: put it at 25 minutes. I think that's a better
1: average. Okay, 25 minutes.
2: Uh, So my second run, which was a week later, was 31 minutes and 29 seconds. That was, again, with a bit of walking. Do you want to hear what my time was? That's a great improvement, though. Do you want to hear what my time was, this one, uh, for this run? Yes, please. Um, Let me find it. Bear with me.
1: Is it, has it got lost in all your runs there, all three all runs? All three runs. Yeah. It's because I
2: haven't filed it away correctly in my emails. So this first run since September, so I wasn't expecting anything big, but not only did I run the 5K all the way around and didn't walk at all, I did it in 30 minutes and 54 seconds. Whoa. By not doing any exercise, I improved my time.
1: Nice work. Which tells you that you don't have to do things to improve. Let's see how that pans out. And let's not put that down to a blip. That's a good blip, right? It's a good blip, but yeah, like if you do it next week, you might be a little bit worse mm. without exercising around it.
2: Yeah, maybe. Although I did do a lot of um, a lot of stretching because I Marie Kondoed the S out of my house mm. on the Sunday with my wife. Um, on the how re- does
1: that make you do more stretching? Well, I had to do a lot of bending. I had to
2: do a lot of uh, bending, a lot of sitting down uh, to sort things through. And So, like, I'll be honest with you, I'm still struggling to walk a little mm. bit. Like, my calves
1: really hurt. From tidying.
2: Yeah, so much tidying,
1: mate. I, do you want to hear my fastest 5K? Because I did that last Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You remember when I ran out of the office and yes. I just ran and I came back and I was like, yeah. yeah. 22 minutes, 38 seconds. Wow. Check out this guy. If I run all the marathon at that rate. <laughs> Well, I think that, I'm, I'm yeah. done very quickly. I
2: think that's my problem because I, so my uh, sister-in-law's boyfriend, you know, Mickey. He's Mickey, great yeah, guy, so yeah. cool. Um, I was like, I was ahead of him. It's not a race or anything, but I was ahead of him. And then at one point, about sort of like three and a half kilometers round, he sort of passed me, and we gave a little wave to each other. And then I thought, oh, he's he's actually a very fit lad. If I can almost keep pace with him, that's probably going to be quite a good little time, right? And then I look down, and I look up. He's miles ahead of me, mm. because he'd paced himself. Mm. He said that he, he reckoned that his run was going to be four Iron Maiden songs. So he paced himself for oh, two Iron Maiden songs, it. and then for the second two Iron Maiden songs, he went, a bit, he went faster, and that's how he was able to do so much better. Whereas I'm, I don't really know what that means or how to do that. So I just sort of run, and then I just sort of slow down
1: because I get tired. I tried to pace my run using songs and what was problematic is I would get caught up in the music and I would run at the emotional bits (laughs) and then the song would end and I would crash hard because it would go into like the acoustic slow bit of the next song and I'd be like oh my god this has brought me down so much but then by the end of it and it's a full orchestral thing or it's queen I'm running again. My wife thinks I drive
2: faster when Slayer's on. Mm, she, gen- possible. Yeah, she genuinely thinks that I do. I uh, At one point, I thought to myself, I'm going to do a bit of a walk in a minute. Like, I'm going to get to that point there, and I'm going to do a walk. And then Never Surrender came on, Stan Bush's song from the Kickboxer soundtrack. And I was like, no. Push through. Never surrender. Um, Got to give a quick shout out as well to Shivam Sharma, who you may recognize is the guy you made fun of uh, <laughs> on this podcast. Fun. You did. We didn't make fun you of You did. You said his pictures were awful. They
1: were. They weren't effective in showing us the progress he had made mm-hmm. that's what we were pointing out
2: yeah uh, so he sent in he sent a follow-up email of where sure. you were sort of making fun of him uh, he said i've included my old pictures and new pictures here if you want more please tell me because pics or it didn't happen i'd love to show you guys my chest <laughs> etc but because i've skipped weight i have loose skin and i'm very conscious about it which is why i don't wear sl- slim fit clothes because in it i look weird thank you so thank you for sending over those images but you didn't attach them to the email, so the, the alls I've got is that the text of that email. So
1: I'm also quite effort. I'm quite anxious about fans sending us in topless pictures. I don't, I don't want that. I want them to be clothed. <laughs> Send what's the opposite to nudes? Send clothes. Pictures. Send normal pictures.
2: I've <laughs> yeah. uh, got a great email here from uh, Dez. Great name, mate. Dez. Um, yeah, Dez. Um, his name's Derek. So Dez. he calls himself Dez. Dez, great, great name, mate. Um, he has uh, sent a follow-up email to Saturday's Wrestle Ramble. Podcast, which you may have heard if you actually listen to all of our shows, it says Hi, Luke, Ollie, and Laurie. Thanks so much for all the great content. Fully fledged Pod Swafter here. Grateful for you guys making my daily commute one of the best parts of my day. Aww. Glad we can help. I couldn't help but laugh when Ollie was talking about the attraction and over sexualization of the Cadbury's caramel, I think, bunny during Saturday's magazine show from January 12th. My wife has enjoyed taking the Mickey out of me for the last couple of years since we went to Cadbury World in Birmingham, and I happened to remark how the Cadbury's bunny. Was a little bit fit This was after seeing The version of her In the Cadbury's World 4D screening In which she is Even more alluring Than usual Probably because Of her extra Silky smooth skin In this movie I'm not saying I would like to lick Well you her- get to touch it is that what the fourth dimension is? could be. So I'm not saying I would like to lick her skin, but I would definitely like to lick her skin. Ollie, well, it's
1: like you, you just imagine she'd taste like the thing she's selling. Could
2: perhaps. Ollie, if bunnies are your thing, you should definitely book a ticket to go. Keep up the amazing work. You're the only thing that keeps me going with WWE. That and the promise of a new era, because that's definitely happening. Right? That's from Dez. Thank you for a great email, Dez. So yeah, so he's recommended you go to Cadbury World in Birmingham so you can go see... The Cadbury Bunny in four dimensions.
1: My lady partner is actually off to Birmingham this Friday to see her friend. Maybe I go with her <laughs> and just say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah. just, just want to, I, I love Birmingham, I love Birmingham. What's in Birmingham, Ollie? Um, uh, it used to be the capital city of England. A pretty strong style from yeah, there. I'll, I just, just want to check out some work stuff. What work stuff? The Cadbury's factory. Yeah, the Cadbury's factory. Is this about the buddies again? (laughs) (laughs) (groans)
2: No, damn it! Well, that is all we've got time for for this section of the podcast. We'll be back in the outro uh, with possibly an agony art suggestion. I think I'm going to pick another one at random. See how well that goes for us. Uh, So we're going to be kicking off this show talking about the NXT, quote unquote, call ups and debuts that happened on this week's Raw and how they were a little bit rubbish. Here's the show.
1: Before we get into the whole show, Glass is coming out this Friday It's in theatres this Friday We're not sponsored by it Unfortunately But we feel like we have to say this It's.
2: I'm so glad you mentioned that Because I meant to put it in my calendar mm. And I
1: just forgot I keep forgetting yeah. I, I kept forgetting throughout Raw yeah. Thankfully Renee Young was on hand To awkwardly tell me yeah, When w- it was out There would
2: be a point where I'd make some notes During like a Sasha Banks match And I'd think to myself Glass is coming out isn't it But but what day is it coming out? Mm. And then, funny enough, someone would like it would shrink down into the corner, and there would be a trailer for the movie. And i be like, Friday, yes, Friday, of course.
1: My problem is that I would start thinking about Unbreakable just randomly, and I'm like, but I think I read somewhere that that ties into Split, the movie that came out a few years ago. What's the name of the next movie in this so-called trilogy that Shyamalan has created? And then there you go, Michael Cole, middle of a match. By the way, guys, Glass By the is way, coming out this
2: Friday. The superhero landscape is going to change. It's going to be... <laughs> Shattered. Oh, sorry. Shatter. Shattered. Well, of course. I mean, that just makes sense, doesn't it?
1: Because the movie is called Glass. Yes. You don't change glass. Do you know you what? shatter glass. Do you know what the irony of this is? No. You and I are going to see it tomorrow night. I know. I'm actively resenting the movie. Before <laughs> I'm looking. I was looking forward to that film. Sitting at a certified kind of off. 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. So I would still eat those tomatoes if they were in my fridge. But I would fry them, though. But because
2: Rotten Tomatoes is such a reliable source of what people think of the movies, the, the audience score is very high for it, considering no one's seen it mm. yet. So we can already have those headlines of, it's the first movie of 2019 with the big critic-fan divide, because those fan reviews are obviously legitimate because no one's seen it yet, apart from critics. Uh, going on to Raw. Though. Sorry, can I just quickly finish my irony story? Oh yeah, yeah. So it's the ironic thing is that you and I are seeing this tomorrow night, and I forgot that, and I've double booked myself, and I've booked t- I've booked tickets to go to the Prince Charles Cinema, uh, but I'm not going to go to the Prince Charles You're Cinema. You're damn thing. right. Yeah, this is a little <laughs> this is a little outing for the wrestling crew. <laughs> but I've already paid for my ticket for it. I booked my ticket, and I was like, oh, brilliant. Message my mate who can't go, so I was going to go on my tard, and then. And then you mentioned later on in the day, yeah, uh, the glass thing's next Wednesday. And I was like, oh, I've just booked that Prince Charles ticket thing.
1: Luke has had a stellar start to this week. We'll talk Jeez. about it in the podcast. <laughs> Tell me about uh, it. So, NXT call-ups. They, th- th- of course, these were all announced. Lars Sullivan was announced way long ago. October. Way long ago in uh, Survivor Series. Oh, so, November, yes. So November. Uh, but the... This this other spate, so EC3, Heavy Machinery, Nikki Cross and Lacey Evans, they were announced as part of the new era, they're on their way to WWE on I think it was like the 19th of December episode of Raw, it was the night after TLC when the McMahons came out and said hey it's a new era now, it's now been about 28 days, so not quite a month, it's a lunar month in terms of 4 weeks. And you think, okay, WWE have got some plans for this. There were reports that the first live episode of 2019 of Raw, which was last Monday, would be a huge thing and would have all these debuts. And then they just had all those people wrestle in dark matches on Raw and SmackDown instead. So you're thinking... One of them, the two of them were on main events. Mm. But they were before Raw, and they're not going to be broadcast on main events. I think they were broadcast on main events. Mm. I, I heard that they weren't. But this, <laughs> that's hilarious. That's, <laughs> it's even funnier. Then. Yeah, I know, yeah. So... It's not like, so you go, okay, that wasn't their TV debuts. I'm sure they've got something big. Just for EC3. EC3 looks like money. That's his gimmick. And then this episode had just one after the other the weakest NXT debuts I've ever seen. And they were, it wasn't just that one was weak. They were all equally weak. And it's not like these guys are really heralded NXT anticipated call-ups. There was kind of question marks about whether these guys were ready in the first place to be brought up. And just having them debut on the main roster like this, we'll, we'll break them down one by one, really shows to me, these guys are mid-carders. That's the highest level of their aspiration. I was going to say, mid-carders is like, that's almost too high yeah. of a position for
2: them. EC3, he was hanging out with Heath Slater and Rhino, which really tells you, like, that that's the position he's mm. at. Um, and Lacey Evans, just backstage, and, and Michael Cole more or less went, oh, look, there's Lacey Evans on glasses coming out on Friday, and then mo- um, quickly moved on. And, um, I mean, well, should we go into these in- Yeah, let's, let's, let's go do, Let's break Trump. it down.
1: So EC3, first off, he was the first one to appear on, on Raw. There's a... So so Vince McMahon has said Braun Strowman You're not going to face Brock Lesnar at Royal Rumble We're going to that later So there's a queue of people Outside McMahon's office Trying to lobby him To say hey pick me I can main event Royal Rumble With Brock Lesnar I'm Curtis Axel Exactly You've got the B team You've got Heath Slater and Rhino, there's a little funny gag where Jerry Lawler walks out of Vince's office. A welcome sight sometimes. He wasn't when he was on commentary for all that time. Well, it's good they were in Memphis. Yeah. And he's just signed a new two-year deal. And he's going to be commentating uh, the Royal Rumble. Well, it is the King's pay-per-view. I bet he's only... Is it? Yeah, it's Royal. Oh, yeah. That's. What I bet sense. he's only on the pre-show, though. And no, apparently he's calling the Rumble <clears> match. And no way Jose Parties passed at one point. And then, not even in that bit, you then go into a revival versus Lucha House Party match, whose sole purpose was to be shrunk and have uh, the interviewer backstage screen in the corner, so you pay attention to that. And like, I can't remember who it was. It Dasher, Dasher, Dasher's saying, like, "Here is the B team. What do you think?" And like, "Oh, we don't know which one will go for it." Heath Slater's like, "I could do it." And then she turns round. EC three walks into shot, topless, smiles at her. And walks off, and Michael Cole just goes, "It's EC3, and that was the <laughs> debut." It should be noted that
2: Glass is out this Friday. Well, that, and perhaps I'm going to Pritchard this ever so slightly here. <coughs> this this was their debut, but they're across both shows at the moment, so there is more for them to do. Like they could do something really big on SmackDown tonight.
1: Are they across both shows? Yes,
2: they, they did announce that all the these on their way to WWE call ups are across both shows currently mm. because they don't, they haven't signed which brand they're going to yet, which is essentially double speak for we have no plans for them. I don't know which brand they're going to. They're just on both brands at the moment. That coupled with the uh, women's tag team championships going across both brands, and all of a sudden this brand split seems like
1: it's it's heading for the bin. Mm. It ends with a whimper, not with a bang. I always like said last this. One. I said this when everyone was getting so excited about the brand split. Oh, I think this brand split's been pretty good so far. So that was EC3's big debut, big TV debut. Yeah. And by the way, after that, it goes into a, an in-ring promo with Vince McMahon in the ring. And he doesn't reference anyone who came to see him backstage. He's just like, Oh, John Cena, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, and Finn Balor. I'm talking to you guys. So that just makes EC3 feel even less of a deal. Why wasn't <coughs> he in the four-way? You don't have to have him win. No.
2: Absolutely, because it's not ready for a universal championship spots. Absolute, not not at this point of his uh, his career. He's literally just shown up. Mm. I mean, granted, it could make him a star. But we, we, you whoa, know, whoa, let, let's 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 hold let's let's hold this back a little bit. Let's hold the reins in. Baron Corbin has to be in that main event. Well, I mean, you you you've got to work to get to the Baron Corbin level, haven't you? You got to get a fancy waistcoat mm. if you want to get to that level. But what I'm saying is, you could have put him into that fatal four way, have a good showing. And then not win. And they're like, well, I mean, he didn't win. But what's another main eventer in that scene? There's another potential title challenger down the line.
1: Yeah, and that's not like, that would be a good way to do it. I'm sure there's other ways they could have done it. Always. Not always, but a lot of the things we're going to say would have been better than what they did here. Yeah. Uh, Also, we got Nikki Cross. She probably had the best main roster debut, but that comes with a big asterisk. Because she's already debuted on SmackDown.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, but that was that was, was like a the, That was yeah. like
1: Jerry Lawler coming out of Vince
2: McMahon's mm. office. It was done for not a hometown pop, but a home country. Well, not really, because she's Scottish, and it was in Manchester, home union. Yes, yeah, a home union pop. <coughs> um, you're you're all basically the same area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, As you're all, Joe Henry, exactly. Yeah, you all eat fish and chips. You have your cups of tea. You're all basically the same. <laughs> Um so she yeah she was the uh, mystery partner for Bailey and Natalia who just 3 segments earlier were arguing uh, and not friends and it was the best of the lot mm. but really that is such a low bar oh yeah like and, and I'll be honest with you I really thought it was going to be Ember Moon
1: yeah it was it was a low bar and they didn't even go Full, they didn't even commit fully to this. So Nikki Cross comes out. I like how the riot squad sold it. They were actually quite scared of her. She, she actually looks like she might riot. Yeah, she yeah she's better at our gimmick than we are. Condiments. <laughs> and Nikki Cross goes for them all. And there's a there's a cool bit where she's facing off all three of them outside the ring. And even Natalia and Bailey on the her part of her team are like, whoa, she's a bit nuts. Yeah. And. Then it comes back from the commercial break and Nikki Cross is still going at it. But then she tags out and then it becomes a normal Bailey Natalia riot squad. How many times have we seen this combination? It's a new match? era. But then Nikki Cross kind of gets on the up again at the end. So you're like, okay, you just bookended this match with great Nikki Cross stuff. And then Nikki Cross tags in Bailey and Bailey gets the pin. Which is, this is like small, <laughs> this is small stuff, but. It's also fundamental stuff. Why not just give Nikki the win? <laughs> no,
2: it's so weird because Nikki hit her finish as well. She hit her finish to set up Bailey to not do her
1: finish and win. I like the elbow drop from Bailey. Yeah, yeah, but, but just it's, have it's Nikki better, win. It's better than CM Punk's. Um, and then after, so after that match, it goes. Well, kind of after that match, it goes backstage. Finn Balor is walking to his match. Against Jinder Mahal, I believe. And backstage, he walks past what I thought was Lacey Evans just talking to some women in fancy hats. I've written in my notes Lacey is talking to stagehands. Mm. Entertaining yes. stagehands, I wrote with the big fancy hats. And Michael Cole, which was his job most of the night, either say glass or it's enter NXT call up name here. He goes, it's Lacey Evans. And that's it. That was it? Yeah. I like the idea of fleshing out the universe where you've got just other wrestlers doing their acts in the backgrounds of other skits
0: but not not like,
1: not this, not this Let
2: us not forget, this is how the drifter debuted Mm. This
1: is how Elias debuted, he was just in the background of shots drifting about But that's his gimmick, well it was his gimmick when he was a drifter But he's no longer a drifter. No. He narrates what's going on in WWE through the medium of song. He is the bard of this D&D party. I think every Raw should open now with him going, Oh, welcome to Raw. (laughs) It was a cold winter night on Monday evening in Memphis, Tennessee. Well, if he
2: can't do your local sports team anymore, Mm. you may as well use him this way. (gasps) What's this?
1: Alas! It's Braun Strowman versus the Vince McMahon. You know, stuff yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, so Lacey Evans was bad. Well, it wasn't bad. It was just nothing. Just nothing. And you well, just yeah. need more when you debut people. But the most inexplicable, and I, felt, I thought this really fell flat, I still don't know what they were trying to do. That, 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 so it's a moment of bliss with Paul Heyman. This is the the new chat show that I think they thought was going to be Ms. TV but has no personality whatsoever. This might be the
2: worst Paul Heyman segments in the history of mm. Paul Heyman segments. Yeah. It might, that, I mean, that's a high bar. It might be worse than what was happened last week with the Braun Strowman promo. At
1: least last week's was funny. <laughs> yeah. Because we just got to watch <laughs> Braun drown.
2: I genuinely forgot that Paul Heyman cut a promo on this show. And so mm. I got into the office and had to find images for your Raw you know, And I was like, oh yeah, Paul was there. Yeah. Paul did say. I." Can't even tell you what he talked about.
1: I yeah. So this this began before like the before the ad break or whatever it was. There was a weird crossfade in here, and <clears throat> uh, which, which we've debated <laughs> in Luke One. Uh, Alexa Bliss is in her locker room. There's the runner. With the coffee, like from last week, to get over, I guess, that Bliss is a heel diva? Yes. And diva in the actual use of the word, not the draconian women's division way. And he knocks on the door and he can't hear anything. He's like, got your coffee for you? He's saying her name very loudly. Yeah, and she is not far away from the door. Nope, absolutely not. She's not
2: listening to music. She's not got her headphones in. She's just ignoring
1: him. Yeah. So he opens the door, walks in. Bliss is there in a state of undress. A kind of state of undress that Mandy Rose would use to tempt Jimmy Uso. So not much. And she's just kind of got, got a lot of clothes covering her her breast area. But her back is bare. Mm-hmm. PG. And the runner's like, oh, my God, oh, I'm so sorry. And Alexa's like, what the hell are you doing? I think that's a trap. I think she's trying to get this guy fired. She blatantly heard the guy this knocking. was... What was this segment? Yeah, and then it just crossfades. Yeah. I, I defer to you. Into... Because <laughs> in, I thought it was a hard cut. Because you, I thought thought you thought they went to an outbreak. I thought there was no way they went from that segment into René Young. Like a cold, hard transition into René Young going, the world of superheroes is going to be shattered. This, this Friday. This Friday with Glass. Let's take a look. Cole and
2: Graves were pulling faces. As in like a... What was that? Mm. But poor old Renee Young. Beat. The world of superheroes will
1: be shattered. I felt so bad for Renee. They made it look like a complete putt. How dare you have a personality? Yep. You need to be a robotic interviewer like Alexa Bliss is also now a robotic interviewer. It
2: was just such an odd segment. And I, I, I've posted about this on Twitter and a lot of people said, like, oh, they've done it for ratings. But it's not... And, I was about to say, it's
1: not like this is going to pop a rating. This isn't Sable's breasts covered in oil or it's whatever not, it was, black paint. It's not
2: uh, the oil. cat uh, completely taking her top off at Armageddon 1999. But then again, it's also not 1999 anymore. And... I just thought this was a really, like, you used the word draconian earlier, this felt like a very draconian segment. This felt like a segment right out of 1999 where they were just like, what do women do? Ah, they've got breasts, and men then gawk at those breasts and stumble over words. It's hilarious, and it's also a little bit sexy, right? And then they walk out. So, it's also the thumbnail for the YouTube video, it's got more views than pretty much anything else, with the exception of Braun flipping over the limo. I think it's the most. Sec- it's the most second most second watched. What am I talking about? It's the second most watched. And that's a better way. Of it's saying. the it's- least first watched. It's the- <laughs> video this year. It's, it's not the first watched or the third watched. It's the second most mm. uh, watched video on their YouTube channel from
1: RAW. I I wouldn't have a problem with it. If it clearly paid off. If it led to something. Yeah, because at least it, the Mandy Rose thing is a storyline, yeah, like sort it, of. They didn't even... You would expect that to then play into what Alexa started her segment next. Like at her, her moment of bliss on stage interview thing was next. And she just opened talking about, hey, Elimination Chamber, we're going to have a match to crown... The new women's tag team champions In five weeks time Three three teams from Raw Three teams from Smackdown And like that persona She was I am PR speak I am doing announcements No character work whatsoever Like what has happened to Alexa Bliss as a promo She just says words now She's so She's not bad because she can like competently deliver stuff But there's nothing there anymore And she was one of the better promos in the whole company In 2017-18 But the, like she doesn't reference that that runner coming in with the coffee And her being caught in a state of undress At all And no one really does no. Because it just goes straight into the glass plug So she brings out Paul Heyman Paul Heyman does a bit And then Otis Dozovich Our last NXT call up of heavy machinery Just walks in and starts mumbling nonsense in his way And WWE have somehow made Otis Dozovic, mumbling nonsense, not entertaining. Yeah, um,
2: Brian Zane of Wrestling With Regrets said, oh, they're Jesse and Festus. I can't believe I didn't see this coming. And he's right. They're already Jesse and Festus on the main roster. Uh, Dave Meltzer was saying that Vince McMahon is going to think that Otis is the funniest thing and just break the team up. And then poor old Tucker Knight's got absolutely nothing going for him. And he's just going to completely fade into obscurity.
1: Yeah. It. Uh, I. So what I think happened.
2: You and I'm s- so glad you're here because I was like, I did not connect these dots
1: together, but you managed to. I think Otis, because when Otis was mumbling, he was he was saying something about mm, women, mm, steaks, steaks, women plates.
2: It did. It, it did draw a new line, or it did draw new parallels when he did his "We're coming"
1: catchphrase. Mm. Yeah, and. I think Otis had seen this backstage bit where Bliss was partially undressed. That has made him horny. So 10 minutes later, he walks out to sort of just start gawking at Alexa. To leer. So it's like... It wasn't clear in the slightest. So even if this was a good idea, this wasn't told it wasn't. at all well no. because no one knows what was happening here. The crowd was so confused, and they're just like, "So what's happening?" And no one got any heat from it. Paul Heyman was just must have been so embarrassed. And yeah, the other thing is, it wasn't any good in the first place. And then all of a sudden, like this, ha- like Otis says his things.
2: Tucker Knight comes out and, like, referees sort of pull Tucker back. And then you just have your lad in the ring going, like, and now it's time for the main event. And Bliss and Heyman just look at each other and go, like, well, that's us done then. And they stand up and they just walk to the back and the segment ends. So weird. Look at a weirdly yeah. structured series of events.
1: So, I, uh, yeah, these, this was the worst, because usually when NXT call-ups happen, they're not bad from the offset.
0: It depends. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com
1: Ends? Which, but like, they usually come in with some bit of pomp and circumstance. Well, Noe oh, no no Jose Jose won. had a big party and, and he could And it was Andrade over. won matches? Yeah, it was not to my taste. Andrade got, like, actual promos different each week about when he was going to lead up to debut. And the actual debut, WWE's the actual debuts themselves they might lack substance sometimes but they always have spectacle these had none none of the substance and none of the spectacle and there was four of them on the same show so it, it was like the post wrestlemania show yeah like in 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 the crap universe yeah it was bizarre this was worse than bizarre it was stuff bad this was very stuff bad wwe <gasps> Thankfully, Raw opened with the real stars The McMahons Vince arrives in a limo And gets out He sees the back light And he goes, hmm There's something there And the driver cleans it Cool Vince McMahon arrives in a limo It really is 1999 Mm. It's show, don't tell. It's classic storytelling because he didn't say, this is dirty. I love this limo. I'm a man of high standards. He just points and goes, clean it up. Also, Chekhov's gun Mm. for later on, I mean, later on in a few moments time
2: when Braun destroys it slightly.
1: Yeah, so this uh, transitioned into the, the sort of proper opening of Raw, which was Braun Strowman coming down to cut a promo on Brock Lesnar how Brock has always been scared of him when he had money in the bank he was looking over his shoulder he came back at Helena cell I mean I don't know how that means Brock's he, scared of him because he was he came out in of and company, destroyed him uh, and that didn't have a definitive finish that just reminded me about how frustrating that finish was and then he said just like to cap off last <laughs> week's brilliant promo and he screwed me a WWE World Cup.
2: Yeah, I didn't pick up on this, but a few people have tweeted me saying, like, did they change the pay-per-view name?
1: I loved it. I went back and I watched it, and I was like, he did say that, and <laughs> then I watched it again just because it made me laugh. <laughs> this is my new favourite thing. I love Braun Strowman. I didn't think I could love him anymore. But when he screws up promos, I just I get this really weird, hot, probably quite nasty kick of delight. Yeah? Yeah, I like it. Uh, so you think it was a botch then? Of course it was a botch. They might have changed the name of the no. paper. You don't know. WWE World Cup. Hey, well we'll find out when they go it's back there later the year. They said world so many times in the promotion of that event. It wasn't it wasn't Crown Jewel. It was always the World Cup to determine the best in the world. So poor old Braun, he got you know he got knocked over the head with a briefcase, didn't he? No, uh, no, oh, with the, the, title. the title belt. Yeah. So he's yeah, he can't remember the name oh, of the Bless company. his heart. Yeah. Uh, but Baron Corbin interrupts and says, you won't main event WrestleMania. Cue chase sequence. Yeah, um, and, and yeah, basically. And then he threw a
2: sing brother over a table mm-hmm. and we got the Elias playing the bard uh, and saying that Elias, uh, Elias Corbin was hiding in Vince McMahon's limo. How he got in there, I don't know. I'm guessing that driver left the door unlocked. That driver was in Ugh, the car as well. He
1: had a bad night, that so, driver.
2: Yeah. Dirty he, car. Let someone else in. And then, and then what happens to him afterwards? Mm. And then, so Braun goes down and Corbin's locked himself in the uh, car, I, I'd imagine. And so he grabs uh, a pipe and he smashes the window and Corbin escapes from the other side and Braun tears off the door and he, he pulls out the limo driver and throws him around as well. And then uh, Vince McMahon shows up and looks annoyed. Mm. Commercial break. We come back. Vince is still looking at Braun. Which just means that for those like in the cafe world,
1: for those three minutes that adverts were on, they were just staring at each other. Which is perfect for a sitcom that's already been taped and isn't live. Like that's how you do it, and you come back. The action in sitcom world or like you know just normal pre-recorded television, we we all understand that during the ad break, not much happens. No, Vince McMahon
2: shows up. Yeah. <laughs> Previously, like is coming out on Friday. Yeah, yeah,
1: but here yeah they just stand there looking at each other for for at least two minutes
2: yeah totally. for at
1: least the length of a glass trailer sneak peek so uh that was i mean that was that was just stupid but fair enough sports entertainment i'm sports entertained and vince is like well i find you a hundred thousand dollars i did laugh at braun trying to put the door back on that was funny uh And So Vince says, I fine you $100,000, and and Braun's like, oh, the car isn't even worth that much. So Vince goes, huh, so you're not in the title match at Royal Rumble either. And I just thought, what an uninspired way to remove Braun from this title match.
2: Well, so apparently, according to both Meltzer and Mike Johnson of PW Insider, this was always the plan. Wow. They were never going to do... Rock v. Braun at the Rumble, but they announced it because they wanted to sell tickets, because they're not selling a, uh, a building anymore, they're selling its arena. It's a 40,000-seat arena, and uh, according to Meltzer and Observer Radio today, the secondary market's doing quite poorly. The tickets are available two-for-one uh, mm. at the moment. So, they, were, they had announced a big match that they thought people would be interested in, but although Braun should be cleared to wrestle come Royal Rumble... They didn't want to beat Braun again, and they have no plans to put the title on him at this point. So they had to remove him from the match, and that was when
1: a new name had to be found. And the name that was decided was Bala Wow, wow. Well, that's—I uh, mean—but like, this is this is such a limp way of writing Braun out of this storyline as well. Like, th- think where Braun was. After WrestleMania 34, even with the he, whole the Nicholas. The, the Nicholas stuff, like I thought that might be the, the the end of him and turn him into a comedy monster, but it actually he had some serious momentum there when he just do the, like all those matches in Raw were just built around his hot tag and he boulder through everyone on the outside. He had serious momentum, and then he got stuck in the Kevin Owens feud and man, it all got flattened out. Braun Strowman now, people chant, get these hands and stuff. But other than that, he is so flattened out at the moment. I think the get these hands
2: chance is just, we're supposed to do this now. Mm. As yeah. opposed to, we want to do this because we're really into what you do.
1: And then like, to, to make it all a bit more pathetic and sad, Vince walks away. And it's just like, we're met, this is meant to be a new era. And Vince is pulling people from matches because the guy damaged his limo. It just, it's so lazy, it's such lazy writing And Brock, annoyed by Bro- this Brock, you mean Braun Braun, annoyed by this, flips the limo over And how many times have we seen this spot? I felt like the crowd were just completely oh, yeah. bored It was incredible how dead the crowd was for it Yeah And Vince McMahon,
2: who only a moment ago was really upset that there was a scratch on it Was then very upset that the door was off Didn't even come back, that the, no. the, the, his limo And he wasn't far away he would have heard it. Like Alexa Bliss in her locker room. He would have heard that being
1: flipped over. The acoustics in Memphis must really dampen the sound. It's really weird. Yeah.
2: It's amazing how it's such a rock and roll place. Mm. With all these terrible acoustics. That's why it's so loud. The
1: rock and roll. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, because no one can hear it. It's all the otherwise. ringing in the ears. Yeah. Uh, so Braun was then escorted out the building. Because they probably run out of ideas of how to make him interesting. Wow, well, you've got to put all that creative mm. time into those NXT call-ups. Yeah. Uh, Then we got Ronda Rousey and Sasha Banks teaming together in a pre-announced match against Nia Jax and Tamina, which was a a shrink screen advert for Glass, maybe. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. The match was built around Sasha
2: kind of dominating the whole thing. She tapped out Tamina. She didn't really need Ronda's help in there. It was was a good way to kind of put... um, spanks over strong because apparently spanks yes Spanx. Sp- <laughs> to put spanks <laughs> over strong um because also apparently the, the rumor and innuendo is this wasn't also the planned royal rumble mm. match they were going to do ronda versus charlotte at the rumble and then last monday changed their minds and were like we need to find uh banks and then it will just be and so ron that's why ronda was really trying to put banks over strong in her promo because they needed to make it sound like banks is a
1: title contender as frustrating as all these Last minute, not last minute, but late in the day, changes to the Royal Rumble card are. The Royal Rumble card looks amazing right now. AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan, Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor. That's what we were meant to get at Royal Rumble last year. Asuka versus Becky Lynch. Yep. Uh, Sasha Banks versus Ronda Rousey, and the Bar versus the Miz and Shane McMahon, and the two Royal Rumble matches. And the cruiserweight four-way. Ah. Oh. That's like that is that is a hell of a card. The singles yeah. matches are great. Yeah, actually, and that that
2: cruiserweight four way between mm. Buddy Murphy, Kalisto, Hideo Itami, and Akira Tozawa.
1: Yes, please, mate. I'll watch that. Yeah. So it's like, although I thought this was actually a pretty rubbish show of Raw. I'm really excited about Royal Rumble. I I, I really don't think
2: that I could be unexcited about a Royal Rumble. Mm. It's just, it's always my favourite event. So I can't
1: be not excited for it. I'm excited about the singles matches for the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's That's, true. I'm not unlike the actual Royal Rumble matches themselves haven't really been built that much. Um, Have they been built at all? mm, People have declared themselves for it.
2: Could you name 10... I mean, you could probably guess 10 people that are in there, but could you name off the top of your head 10 people?
1: Nope. (laughs) I could guess, you're right. Uh, So after this match, Ronda Rousey and Sasha Banks have an in-ring interview. The review I read on Cage Side Seats for this were really high on this interview. I thought it was a bit pants. So, from what I can gather, Ronda was saying
2: things that were complimentary, but Sasha was taking them as digs.
1: Yeah, so Ronda's saying like, "Hey, when I beat Sasha, that will be one of like the the best accomplishments because I really respect her." And Sasha's like, "Whoa, who said you're gonna beat me, girl, sister?" Yeah. And she went all oh, kind of bossy, boss bossy like as her, the boss. The I'm not boss, calling yeah. women bossy, um, but yeah, Ronda is still doing the humble champion shtick. Like, how much better would this bill be if Ronda just said, "I picked you because I think you're the best fighter." I'm I. I know I'm the best fighter, I'm gonna kick your ass. Yeah. I picked you because you're the best wrestler here. Yes. But I'm better. And then you just build the whole thing around
2: that as opposed to, oh no, you mi- you misunderstood what I said. Oh, I was trying f- to say a really nice thing about you. Oh, I
1: really like what you've done. I just think,
2: I think your hair's really nice as well. Oh. And then that sort of led into this backstage segment where they were continuing to argue but they had their respective best friends as a force field to kind of block them off. Mm. And then they went off in their opp- uh, in their separate directions. And Bailey and Natalia continued to argue. Bailey go, My best friend was right. And Natalia like, goes, no, no, no. My best friend was actually right and then the
1: riot squad showed up and the N- bailey and Natalia had to go i suppose we better team together then so just compare this to smackdown's women's division which is incredible right now especially the top part of it oh, i'd say that's the only part of it though well yeah i guess so but they're Asuka, charlotte and becky lynch like those three and even carmella that- last week I, I like that's that's still half <laughs> uh of, of the women's division there they, it's really missing Selena Vega that's where, are, that's where it's falling down They're all really competitive against each other There's no shtick about being friends anymore Whereas Raw keeps getting dragged In this really outdated way Of writing women's storylines Where they're all friends it, Yeah, It's really bollocks. It was really awful um, And yeah that set up the sixth person Later with Banks Bailey having to find No not Banks and Bailey Bailey and Natalia having to find a mystery partner You were so used to them being a tag team Yeah uh, then we got the McMahon's office stuff that we've already talked about. Revival in Lucha House Party. Nothing to, <laughs> oh. to note there.
2: It's interesting, though, that... The Revival are definitely the heels Because Michael Cole is talking about like The Revival said there's a conspiracy theory Against them that they keep getting screwed out of these matches Like That's not a conspiracy theory Michael They literally have been screwed out of Mm. matches You are calling this action You have seen them get screwed out of these matches That's not a conspiracy theory It's happening in front of you Wake up sheeple Um, Yeah and then they screwed um, Loser House Party out of a win Yeah Cool Uh yeah, so but that's, really that's was, a bad story. It was just a shrink-screened thing um, because the majority of this match was Dasher with all of the uh, lower mid-carders and jobbers and EC3. Outside Vince's who, office. Who I should say is now in that role as well, I guess.
1: Yeah, so Vince McMahon now comes out and he start, he's just about to start his promo about who he's going to reveal as Brock Lesnar's new challenger at Royal Rumble. And John Cena interrupts. And I, I actually sat back. I never thought I'd say this. If I went back to 20... Twenty ten or two thousand and nine Ollie at the height of my John Cena hating and, and went, you know, you're gonna be excited about a John Cena match, title match. Yeah. I, I would have said get get out. Get out. Get out of it. Get out get in the future, seat. Ollie, with your great grey hairs. <laughs> and yeah, I, I was I would I would be totally into that story. I think it's a big time match, John Cena versus Brock Lesnar. John going his seventeenth. World Championship, as well as when Heyman
2: did have a really good line later on. I know I sort of like buried it a little bit earlier, but he did have a great line where he was like, "the the foundations of Suplex City were built mm. on John Cena's carcass," yeah, and really calling back to that SummerSlam 2016 match that they had, oh, I or earlier than, than that, 2014, whatever it was. But that like where Suplex City really started to like take hold when. Lesnar just completely mm. dominated Cena. It was m- one of the most spectacular main events to SummerSlam I've ever seen in case of, like, what the hell just happened? And uh, so that's actually quite a nice story to then tell for Cena's to come back. It doesn't really matter because we all know that Lesnar's retaining and going on to WrestleMania anyway, so that doesn't really – it doesn't matter who it is, I guess. So it actually, yeah, it would have been quite nice to be Cena and him – I'm going to be the 17-time world champion. I've been a world heavyweight champion. I've been a WWE
1: champion. But I've never been a universal champion. Mm. Using that as fuel to, for his character. I think it would be really nice as well for Cena to lose there. And then he kind of disappears. Maybe he has like, the exhibition match at WrestleMania. But then that fuels his comeback later on in the year. And has a Hiroshi Tanahashi veterans comeback storyline. And gets that 17th world title. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Vince doesn't know what a Tanahashi mm. is. No, no. Oh, the, the hair though what beautiful hair john cena wish he had that hair See, doesn't
2: he just the Cena did have a really weird line when he was talking about this though he said that vince man 20 years ago everyone left you austin left you rock left you brock lesnar left you and you had to look to a group of weirdos and we had to carry this company and i thought 20 years ago was 1999 when Austin was carrying this company The Rock was there Brock Lesnar wasn't even there I think he meant 15 I even wrote in my notes 15 years Mm. ago And then had to correct myself Because he said it again 20 years ago
1: Yeah Raw doesn't know how maths works No Uh, As we remember from Alexa Bliss's I was this old at this time Oh yeah. yeah I forgot about that uh, so yeah, but Cena said that he kept the company going with his ruthless aggression That's why he should pick me Drew McIntyre comes out to make his case It was interesting seeing Drew and Vince together Yeah, the chosen one yeah, like That was about a decade ago Where Vince said, you know, you're the chosen one The, the company's going to be a built around you Yeah, a bit premature there. Well, yeah, I mean, word is that it really was going to be And he was going to win hmm. titles
2: But Drew, it went to Drew's head uh, and he oh, went. Wow. And he, that's the story. Anyway, and he walked around a lot backstage, being like, "Yeah, no, I'm the chosen one. I'm going to be the champion around here." And uh, that that got him some heat.
1: Worked himself into a shoot, brother. Yeah, and he proved himself. And then Baron Corbin comes out. Oh goody! I, why <laughs> is he still in this main event mix? Because it's a new era. Mm. He didn't even take the pin. And th- finally, Finn Balor comes out, and he points out, "Hey, I'm the only former Universal Champion here." didn't say that he never got his rematch but that's that's old era stuff automatic rematch clauses and Vince just goes on the, I thought Vince was a bad promo here I thought he mumbled his lines I thought he didn't have much energy I, he it's just seems old yeah, he just seems old now and Vince said hey you're great Finn but do you have the beef
2: well yeah he said look at look at this ring there's a lot of beef here
1: yeah and this wasn't like I think he said world cup I'm I'm going to go back and, and listen to Braun's promo, because I think he said World Cup. He did say World Cup. This was a promo I had to go back and listen to, because I couldn't understand what he was mumbling. Beef, there's got a beef here.
2: Yeah, it just said there's loads of beef here. And I was looking at the ring, and I'm like, does he mean tall? Because Balor is in, like, the best shape of all three of the mm. people here. And yet, Drew's massive, and he's well-built. Corbin the reason he's in a shirt and waistcoat is because he's a bit podgy in the middle Ross Twiddell is having a lot of fun making you know he's poking a lot of fun at this lad And John Cena yeah John Cena's in shape but it's not like you look at Finn Balor and be like
1: You are piling on the pounds mate I just and beef to me also suggests that there's there's tension between people if me and you had beef that Which would mean there was a Some people
2: feud. think there are. Well, there yeah. is, rather.
1: Between me and you. Have you not seen these comments? People no. are like,
2: oh, yeah, no, Ollie hates him. They <laughs> just hate each other. Me too. <laughs> uh, and
1: the. And just like Vince, he, he said, like, yeah, yeah. have you got enough beef? I, just, I thought it was so, so weird. It just didn't come off as effective at all. I'm looking at Finn. He must, like, is he confused that Vince is asking him about beef? Just, I think, I said in my review, I think Vince got hungry. Yeah, he had the steak wrap before he
2: went out. And that's what he was thinking about. He was Mm. like, God, it was a good steak wrap. Or, have you got the beef? Or the steak wrap hasn't arrived ah. yet. Have you got it? Have you got my beef? Where am I? (laughs) I I need my beef. (laughs) Maybe he thinks that Finn is an intern. Yeah. He's like, Have you got my beef? My beef
1: wrap did not arrive. Anyway, Finn says he'll prove himself then and he'll, and he, he punches Corbin right. Um, Right there And Drew takes out both Finn and Cena With some claymores And Vince is like Oh I like this Ha 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 Uh, And books a fatal four way match For the main event I just I I, I didn't I thought it was a bit Bit rubbish A lot of people are going Hey this is a great way to To make Finn have to prove himself to everyone I'm like But that's We're already sold on Finn Why can't you just do this without you're not burying him, but why Why can you do that? How can you do this without not pointing out Finn's flaws? Because Finn is smaller than a lot of the people on the roster. But I don't mind that. Vince minds that. And the previous regime, or like the still current regime, that's never really strapped the rocket to him after that initial injury. So just do all this, but without exposing him. Without saying, are you, you're small. Yeah. Have you noticed that you're small? Like, just, just accentuate the strengths. You don't want to bring up people's weaknesses like that. No. Uh, so I thought it was ineffective, but I guess it played into a larger narrative. Because Jinder Mahal approaches Vince McMahon backstage and says he should get the Royal Rumble shot. Vince goes, well, if you can beat one of the guys in in the four-way, you can take their place. And, of course, he chooses Finn. Yeah, because he'd be the easiest one to beat in Jinder's uh, mind. Mm. Uh, we've talked about Nikki Cross and the Riot Squad match.
2: Uh, also, um, Zade Wolf is doing the Rumble theme song. It sounds bad. <laughs> what is a Zade Wolf? I'm a Scooby Doo, mate. There are so many times now
1: when they say, "Here is the ad." If it's not Little Mix, I'm a
2: Scooby Doo. Who it is?
1: Dean Ambrose got a promo backstage. He talks about all the things that are wrong with his match tonight. That he's facing Rollins. That it's two men in a triple threat, and that it's in Memphis. And I just thought. Wow (coughs) Your character has fallen so far There's only so far that coat could have taken his Mm. character And not even the coat can get him over anymore No Uh, Finn Balor beat Jinder Mahal surprisingly It was a boring match Yeah I mean unsurprisingly yeah Shockingly boring It was just Jinder working over Balor after the Singh brothers ambushed Balor in the start You say working
2: him over let's call it what it is Rest holds holds.
1: Uh, Yeah it was yeah It was nothing. But then we got what I i mean, this was surprising in so many different ways. First, that it was a, a really corking match, easily best match of the night. And Bobby Roode is the new Intercontinental Champion. Bobby Roode? I've ridden Bobby Roode again. <laughs> God damn it. review? No, I changed it in the review. <laughs> uh. Dean Ambrose defending against Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley.
2: They also had another recap, Uh, well they had another promotion for Glass, but they tied it into Shawn Michaels putting Marty Jannetty through the barbershop window, which is, like, the anniversary of that's recently just passed. That's quite a nice little tie-in, and also Glass, it was the better of the ones, I felt.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was, of all of them, I mean, a a broken clock is right occasionally I thought that this promotion of glass was the Nikki Cross of okay. the NXT yeah. call-ups on this show. Uh but this three way I thought was 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 terrific. Yeah, it was, it was really, really fast. Really there was a nice story where they made Bobby Lashley look like a monster. He was overpowering both guys to the extent where Dean and Seth, blood feud enemies, have to work together to sort of take out Bobby for a bit with the steel steps. It
2: was my there was the one thing in the match I didn't like. Oh really? Well, only because Seth cut a promo literally before mm. this. Like everyone else had made their entrance, and then Seth cut his promo where he said, "I'll never be able to give, forgive Dean <laughs> after what he did to Roman Reigns, after what he did to our brother who was battling leukemia. I'll never be able to forgive him." Five minutes later, he's teaming with him. Yeah,
1: well, it, it was it was a very brief thing just to take out Lashley, and they got back in the ring and started going at it. Immediately. I didn't mind it. I see where your problem is with it though, but I thought it was well done. Uh, but Leo Rush kept hopping up on the apron. it was a really good sequence where Seth just went for loads of strikes on Rush, but Rush just dodged each one.
2: I thought the sort of really effective story in this match as well is that Rollins always had the win. Mm. He had the win on so many occasions, but either Lashley would push him out and try and steal it, or Ambrose would push him out and try and steal it. And then at the end of it, he had the win again, but Leo Rush low-bridged him, so he fell out of the ring. And Bobby Lashley got the spear and won, and he's the Intercontinental Champion for the first time ever in his career.
1: Yeah, I, it's. I said in my review, it's a really fitting end to Dean Ambrose's title run, which he won at TLC, right? <coughs> or was it before? No, I think it was TLC. So that's... That's like four weeks, not even a full pay-per-view cycle. It's yeah. Ambrose, what can you say about him? It, it's he's so uninspiring right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should ask Renee. <laughs> but yeah, so Bobby's the champion. I don't really know where they go from here. I feel not like a feud with Seth, I guess, or continue that feud uh, with Seth. Ah, uh, yeah. Because, again Rollins
2: did have the match Won on several occasions here and he was screwed out by Leo Rush so it makes sense but I don't know where Ambrose fits into that
1: I forgot because they were brawling at the start of last week's Episode as well Yeah. Ah uh, eh, okay And then we got the moment of Bliss stuff with Paul Heyman which Had all that weird Alexa Bliss stuff In and then the main event Of Finn Balor beating Cena McIntyre and Corbin Uh yeah Um it, yeah. was okay it, w- it, w- it was an okay match. It was an okay
2: match. I did. I, I thought we could do a bit of um, well, try to fancy book. I suppose it was not really fancy booking. Who do mm. you think the three, uh, the six teams are going to be in the elimination chamber? Because we didn't really explain what it what it is. Oh, sure, yeah. So at elimination chamber, which is in like it's quite soon. Well, it's, it's in five weeks, I think. So we're two weeks out from the Rumble, which means that once the Rumble finishes, we've got three weeks. Basically, we're going back to November last year, October, November, because then you've also got Fastlane before mm. WrestleMania. So we've got two pay-per-views in February, I guess, or maybe one in February, one in well, March. Well, WrestleMania's in April. In April, yeah. Um, so Elimination Chamber, it's going to be an Elimination Chamber match, a tag team one, with three teams from Raw and three teams from SmackDown, and the Survivors are going to be crowned the... Tag Team Champions, and I will say as well, they are po- probably the nicest-looking main roster belts. They're <laughs> better than the men's tag team titles, which are beyond bad. They are they are ugly as sin. So, is this in a chamber, or is it just in an elimination? It's in, chamber.
1: Elimination no, it's in chamber. a chamber. She did say it's a lot a of people. but they have done a tag team chamber before. They did it a couple of years but ago. But with oh yeah, I, ref- I forgot how it worked because you've got the four pods. And two teams started off. Yeah, yeah, okay. My maths is about as good as WWE's. <laughs> so, so that's the match that, that Alexa Bliss announced,
2: quite uninspiringly. Um, not the announcement, the the way she announced it, I suppose. Mm. So, on- oh, it was so
1: flippant. Yeah, I, yeah,
2: and, and it really—it was just as I said—it was really weird string of events because you had the topless thing, then this, then the Haymond then the Otis, then the Four Way. Like it
1: was just a—it was a mm. random series of events. And how SmackDown did that last week—that was really fast-paced, and it all made sense, and it really created an energy about the program. But this was just confusing.
2: Yeah. So on Raw, we're going to have Nia and Tamina, I'd imagine. Hmm. Bailey and Banks. Well, Banks is in the. I suppose it could be Bailey. Yeah, it probably she's, will be. Bailey oh, yeah. she's not... Sorry. We-
1: yeah, she's gonna she's gonna beat Ronda Rousey. What am I thinking? <laughs> no, you gotta save no, her for the women's sorry. title picture.
2: I thought to myself, oh, she's in the title picture, and <laughs> I thought they might try and continue that feud mm. on. What an idiot I am. Of course, Bailey and Banks, uh, and the Riot Squad. Right. Sure. And That's then on the SmackDown, you've got uh, Mandy and Sonya, the Iconics.
1: Ooh. Do and you think?
2: Well, they haven't got any other teams. They have to be, yeah. And then I would have said it would be Asuka and Naomi, but they're not a team anymore. So maybe. Wouldn't stop them. I thought it would be Naomi and Lana, as sort of like the dance. Ah, sure, things. yeah. Or wow. maybe Naomi Carmella. and Carmella could be, um, or maybe it could be Zelina and Lana, the managers of their husbands or their the mm. husbands. Their the, you know the the managers team up
1: together to try and win the belts. Lana in an elimination chamber. Hey man, she's done Money in the Bank. I guess so. Uh, she was in Money in the Bank. I guess she could also just be in the elimination chamber. But this main event yeah, bad was the main event. was uh, well was was okay? Like it's probably because it came after that confusing bit, and I was kind of I fell out of love. I've really liked Raw when that three way was on. I was really really into it, and then there was a title change, exciting, and then it kind of chipped away at your interest. So, and this wasn't as good as the three way. But it was really John Cena putting over Finn Balor. Balor kicked out of a second rope AA.
2: Yeah, it was really funny because, like, so. The Observer last week, Meltzer said that the the planned Mania program is Cena versus Lars Sullivan, which has been reported elsewhere as well by mm. the Russell Voter and PW Insider as well. Because Ot- uh, Otis Lars was meant to make his debut last week, but there was perhaps some miscommunication or something. But he didn't show up to TV. Apparently, he had an anxiety attack. He was there. Lots of conflicting stories going around. But the the plan is apparently is still to do Cena Lars Sullivan at WrestleMania. And then a lot of people come up to me and was like, oh, brilliant! So Cena can bury someone else again at WrestleMania. I thought to myself, all Cena's done since he got back was put people over. Yeah, That's what he's been doing for like the last year or so, is just trying to put people over. So I think that's really unfair on Cena to keep saying that oh, all he does is just get out of the golden mm. shovel and bury people. There's the thing with Becky Lynch, that was all designed to put Becky over. And this match was designed, apart from when it was Baron Corbin versus Finn Balor again, was to put over Finn Balor. And John Cena was the one who did that. John Cena was the one that took the pinfall. Balor kicked out of a super AA. It was all designed to put Balor over.
1: Yeah, totally. Uh, it, it's in... Like, even in a tag match where he was teaming with Becky, Cena still lost to Becky. Yeah. That's that's how much he's... He's been really selfless. I'm I, I get people's Frustration with that, though, because it would have been nice if he did that for about six years. At SummerSlam 2010. SummerSlam 2010 being one of the many, many examples, examples where he could have done the yeah. job, uh, but he really did put over Balor like a million bucks here, uh, and he in- like yeah he took the pin. Baron Corbin is in that match, and John Cena took the pin from a coup de gras. He got he got Claymore before as well, so I guess he's multiple finishers were hit on Cena, and. Cena endorsed Finn afterwards, Yeah, holding his hand up and saying, you know, I believe in you now. Vince might not. So Yeah, Vince doesn't believe in you, but this crowd believes in you, and I believe mm. in you.
2: You go to a Royal Rumble, and you, you win that match.
1: Yeah, I believe in you to face Brock. Uh, yeah, so Cena just loves Irish people right now. Because he's so. from Boston, <laughs> so that's um, fitting.
2: Do we think we're going to get the demon at Mania? At oh, Mania,
1: you've a, a got Rumble. to. You've got to, haven't you? But But you don't want to beat the demon.
2: You got to beat the demon eventually.
1: Not unlike his third showing. <laughs> if the demon doesn't come out for Brock Lesnar, but did for Baron Corbin at SummerSlam, I, I just I, what? What are the rules? What are the rules for this?
2: I don't know. But I'm super stoked for a uh, Finn Balor Brock Lesnar match. Yes. I'm so much more interested in a Balor Lesnar match than I am a uh, Lesnar Strowman match. Totally. And you know so. who
1: else would probably be, be more interested? Brock Lesnar himself. Oh yeah. I think Brock's going to actually be motivated.
2: Yeah, I, may, you might be right. Maybe uh, we can
1: get another good Brock Lesnar match out of him. Overall, I thought this was uh, a pretty frustrating and annoying episode of Raw. But somehow, I'm actually excited <laughs> coming out of it. It's, a ri- it's, a, it's weird. It's very newsworthy, this episode. A lot yes. of stuff went down. Raw
2: always is. Mm. I, I mean, I, I feel like we have to keep making this point, but it, it really is. No matter how bad Raw is, and it can be very bad, there is always something to talk about coming out of it. And the same can't be said for SmackDown. No, the same can't be said for NXT. But there is, all- and it, granted, it's because Raw is the A show and it's the one they put the most effort into. But there's always something to talk about coming out of Raw. Yeah, SmackDown just put on
1: consistently, consistently good, shows.
2: good shows. Yeah, huh, who wants that? The same as NXT. NXT, it's a consistently good to f- or fine to good
1: show. So I gave this an average.
2: I, I mean, I was I was poor for the mm. majority of the show, but like I, I really enjoyed that three-way. So that might slightly bump me up. I'm not sure I can go all the way to Avroge, because that's one thing. Yeah. And the the last hour I found bonkers. So I'd probably downgrade this to a, a high average. No, a sorry, high poor. a high poor. Yeah. Thank you very much. This is why I don't do your reviews.
1: Can I start? Yes. So. Uh we I was going to do this on the intro, but I I only just remembered. We want jingles folks. We if do, you yes. are musically talented so you can create music and you can supply, like put funny lyrics over the top of that music. We want we want to make the podcast a bit more lively. So when we talk about Rusev Hayes there'll be a Rusev Hayes jingle. Uh but the best example is go to Adam Buxton's podcast or the old uh, Adam and Joe podcasts that's what we want to rip off
2: pretty much is exactly what we want to rip off it it might it means i've got more editing to do on this podcast where at the moment it's quite a simple thing for me to sort out but you want me to do more work and and that's fair enough
1: you just drop them in (laughs) that's how it works you just drag it and drag
2: and drop oh yeah drag and drop you want me you wanted me to show you how to edit this podcast in premiere pro a program designed to edit video when I was like, just use it in Audition, where I've already created a template mm. for
1: you, um, but you didn't want to learn a new program. So I think everyone reaches this point in their life where you can either keep learning new things or you can just keep doubling down on what you already know. Yeah, And I and reached adapting that point that. Yeah. three years ago. <laughs> so I've refused to learn any new operating systems or software. It makes me nervous. I haven't used my printer because I don't know how it works and I'm unwilling to learn. <laughs> but yeah, so sending your jingles to, or your resumes or ideas, just anything to luke at wrestletalk.com. Yeah, so a shout out to Daniel uh, who got in touch with us about
2: possibly doing jingles for different segments. I am going to get back in touch with you today, mate, uh, about that to see if we can possibly work together with him. We have had jingles sent to us, but they have been... <sighs> politest way to say this
1: oh yeah uh, is what is the polite way? way to say I was going to say amateur but that sounds yeah, nasty sounds yeah uh, um, well intentioned well intentioned raw <laughs> they're a bit too raw, raw for, for us, us. that's yeah. exactly they that's the best way to put
2: work. this um, before we get into an agony oh, ju- oh just
1: sorry so we need we want, we want we want like an overall show jingle like an opening yeah well we we're, we're want thinking about uh,
2: replacing the intro for this, this show because it it's it's got past its sell by date a little bit.
1: Yeah, and there's Rusev Hayes, there's Agony Arts, there's uh, get better, get better's Is that all the
2: poetry corners? Poetry corners, jokes. jokes. Yep. Yeah. So all of those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, so please do send them in, Luke at wrestle dot com. Before we get into the Agony Arts, we do have a bit of an uh, we've got a bit of a follow up because we sort of teased it in the the show itself. I've had quite a bad morning. It's it's up there with Luke's top five worst mornings. I don't know what's up with me today but I've just been like I'm starting to get a bit concerned that my spatial awareness is really off and I don't know if there's like a cause is that why you're sitting on the
1: table right now
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I i find
2: myself like sort of walking into things more uh, I I'm dropping things more I, I'm, I just feel like I'm being much more rubbish at being an adult than I was when I was in my twenties.
1: No, 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 no. Being a human being, or like, being a human yeah, being, yeah, 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 not yeah. just an adult. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Not yeah. bumping into stuff is is a, is more fundamental than just being an adult. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Toddlers learn how mm. to not bump into things. I mean, they
2: do bump into things, but then they quickly learn not to do yeah. that, and their spatial awareness becomes better. But this morning, I uh, I was trying to um, put something new up onto my bookshelf in my spare room. Managed to knock over all the books, uh, and I dropped a load of them. And uh, I also stubbed my toe uh, on the stepladder getting up to that bookshelf.
1: Not a great start, right? Like, that's pretty bad. That's bad, but they don't affect me as much as the later ones would because I am neither out of pocket or nor out of, uh, what's the word? Just, you know, like when you form a real emotional attachment to something and then that thing is shattered like glass, which is out in cinemas this Friday.
2: Yes. There was quite a nice glass dish in the uh, the office that I broke because I was clumsy. Now, I don't want to put any of the blame onto you because you are not to blame for this. But it wasn't a very awkward place.
1: It's my fault for putting it in a bit of my desk that was near you.
2: Yes, that is exactly... Mm. The, that. That's what I was getting at. Yeah, so I've broken a plate. Uh, when I came in here to record my news... The cable for our mic pack got caught and I and again, I don't think this is completely my fault. So I was coming around the desk because I had to get the iPad for the, uh, the prompter and it got caught on the table. I didn't move and it snapped. So it's not like I yanked it and it snapped, in which case that would be completely my fault because that's an idiot thing to mm. do, but it just got caught and then it snapped. And I felt I felt so awful about it. I felt really, really bad. It's only £110. No, take it out of my pay. It's no, just take please do, because it's awful.
1: I think I'm gonna not this one, but I everyone's gonna get well, based on how expensive the thing is, a everyone gets one. So everyone gets to break <laughs> one thing. I'm not saying you have to. Like if if Randy and Laurie just suddenly go, Oh, okay then and push over a light. I'm gonna be that, that was a that was a douchebag move. But everyone gets one accident. It, That's and what it I'm was, going yeah. For. <laughs> and I think that. <laughs> I know it wasn't intentional. It was destined to yeah. snap.
2: Um, it wasn't destined to snap. But it, it, it barely touched the table and it snapped. And it, it snapped clean. Mm. So I think it was always destined to snap. But I didn't tell you, you know what? After all that, I felt really awful. I felt really bad about myself because I'd made a bit of a, a boo-boo. I came back in here and I was going to do a. I, the, you can see that the, the Bludgeon Brothers hammer that Jenkins mm. sent across uh, That was over here. And because I had the Bludgeon Brothers in my news today, I was like, "Well, I'll get the hammer and I'll have that as a prop and, uh, into the, in the news." So I came round here. Didn't have the mic pack on me this time. The, the brand new mic pack. I put that to one side so i didn't, you know, so that doesn't get caught. And this dangerous table snap something that can easily be snapped. Apparently, I came round here. I grabbed the hammer. I lifted up. I hit it into this the the the, uh, the background of the Wrestle Ramble
1: <laughs> set. Knocked over all these figures. Damn. So I had to put, and I was like, what is wrong with me today? So I, I underwent something similar last August. It wasn't that I was, like, my mind was failing. It's just because I was thinking about loads of other things. I, that was during the height of, oh, my God, we don't have a studio. Mm-hmm. And that was, I was like, I was forgetting stuff. I was bumping into stuff. So maybe you just got something on your mind. Have I got anything on my mind, though? Is it how disappointing your 5K times are?
2: I think it's just how disappointing I am just in myself, comma, general. Um, particularly after Mike Gate, um, where I, I broke that
1: mic pack. Oh, no, it would have been a bit... So that I'm talking about stuff before like that would have caused the, the sort of lack of spatial awareness. But I think
2: that Mike Pack started like I mean that was like the, the catalyst because I broke that and then I smashed this and mm. then I broke the plate. So like I think all those three things was, like in a very short space of time. I also spilt some of the tea when I was making it. Um, so I think all of that combined, or those three sort of separate entities combined, mm. were certainly tied into Mike Gate. I can't explain the, um, the the shelf this morning though. Well, no. that's just me being an idiot. Um, yeah, I just think I felt just yeah, just bad in that way. Um, well, you're forgiven if that makes you feel any better.
1: It does, I guess,
2: <laughs> to a, to a degree. I, d- I think
1: that you're just saying that, though. I think at this point you're just saying it. I I channeled. You seem so mad that what it, the mic pack. Fair enough, that stuff happens. It was the 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 irreplaceable emotional thing that was a bit sad. But I channeled that into I was writing the Raw review at the time Just put that all Just put that all into the glass promotion <laughs> It's like If you go and watch my Raw review from today Every time I start yelling about glass I'm channeling Luke Destroying my yeah. prized glass plates
2: Yeah Uh, So let's end with some jokes. Let's end on a lighter note. note. Sorry we didn't get to any of your agony arts. I had to get through my own agony arts request, (laughs) I suppose. Uh, This one comes in from Helm. I'm going to guess because he did not spell it out phonetically for me. Um, What do you get when you combine a rhetorical question and a joke? What do you call the security guards of Samsung?
1: (laughs) Okay, that's good. Yeah. That's really good. It's clever, right? I haven't heard that one before. Yeah. Hmm.
2: Uh, what do you call the security guards at samsung the guardians of the galaxy
1: that's not anywhere near as good it
2: really isn't and that then, was I'll, I'll such be honest, a the, drop off of quality he's got another joke but i, I, I don't even get it and we've done some of those ones which are really really bad um that's too long Jaron. uh ken is on oh no, a chem's just sent the same ones twice You really, really wanted those read outs. So that unfortunately is all the jokes we've got for this Mm. episode. Thank you so much for all of your emails. Remember do get in touch with your jingle suggestions. Um also we have a Rusev Hay that I'm gonna read out on tomorrow's episode from Jeff, who was afraid that the Rusev Hay that he'd sent got missed out because he'd sent it pre-Christmas. And I was like, that's weird. I don't remember like just deleting any emails and just not reading out then I realised what happened is I'd sent it to you when you and Laurie were covering ah. you didn't read it out but I'd already removed it from my inbox so okay. Jeff we have got your Rusev Hay uh, about when you met Byron Saxton so we'll read that out on tomorrow's show actually we've got quite a few Rusev
1: hays in there now I'll also tell my I didn't get to do it today I went to the dentist last night for the first time in nine years oh. And my dentist was called Dr. Butt. Sounds sexy. Yeah, Yeah. But that is all we've
2: got time for on today's show. Please, I was about to say, please press the videos that have just appeared on the desk. But that's a YouTube thing. You can try it if you want. It's not going to work, though. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with this Smackdown review. Don't think anything has been announced for Smackdown. But I'd imagine that Becky Lynch will do some stuff. And that's always fun. So we'll see you then. Take care. Love you.
0: Goodbye.